right there, this is the BF Tangent. And that's me playing the guitar. We got Branto, chicken loving Branto. We got Freedy, he likes chickens too. This is the BF Tangent, yeah. All right, everybody, how you doing? Welcome back. Oh, another week on the BF Tangent. That was our excellent producer and composer, Mr. Jeremy Williams. I can't believe that was his voice, man. <laughs> From Tall Tree Studios. That was, that was real good. <laughs> uh, Jeremy and Tall Tree are sponsoring our podcast. Um, you can check him out on YouTube and Facebook and um, or go through our go through our links in our notes and we'll, um, you can go from there. <laughs> Hook yourselves up. <laughs> now, um, also thanks to our uh, clothing sponsor we have on board is Overexertion Clothing. Uh, you can check them out at www.overexertion.com.au. Now, um, I'm not rocking my Overexertion tea tonight because I'm rocking my Ruben El Toro Loco Only shirt tonight. Had a good win yeah, Saturday night. He did, yeah. We got out there to see him and um, at Eaton's Hill Hotel. It was, yeah. And he, uh, yeah, uh, took took out a six round, uh, six round good good brawl, good, good, battle, good yeah. pub brawl, yeah. Tough was, opponent, yeah. Beating down. He just had to stand in the pocket and, and throw because his knee was so fucked up. So, That's right. Yeah. But um, before we get too far into this, I just wanted to have Jeremy got in contact with me earlier in the week, yeah, because we've had I think what could be our first super fan. Oh yeah. So um, they called us up, like, because we don't have a Facebook page yet. We've only got Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. Follow us, guys, on Instagram or Twitter at the BF Tangent. And um, so they because Jeremy's got the Facebook page. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. Right. Now, now, so basically, this fan has contacted, gone to my thing. Yeah. Because you guys don't have any sort of forum. Yeah, because we don't have we Facebook, got, they can't leave us yeah. like a voice yeah, message yeah. or something. Are we so, tweeting so she's shit? Left, she's yeah, but this is a voice message. message. Oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll just play it for you. Jeremy talking in the girl's girl voice? or No, it's definitely not Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, Tangent Boss. I just love your show. Especially you, Freddy. Are you a one-woman man, Freddy? Because <laughs> when you start talking all about that penis, <laughs> I get a little hot and sweaty. <laughs> If you're a one woman man, Freddy, but I'm just gonna leave you my number. You can call me back if you like. Anyhow, keep up the great work, guys. I just love your show. You guys are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if um our mate Bandy is as if that's like one of his friends or something. Aussie. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Are you gonna call her? You reckon? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably uh, I'll I'll uh, sneak out of my missus and probably <laughs> <laughs> probably fuck that sweet mouth of hers. That's a great idea. I'm sure the missus not not listening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. She hasn't listened to one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. This week we've got a very special guest in with us. Yeah, well, so you can introduce her. Or? Oh yeah, I can do that if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, her name is Sarah Petrel. She's a powerlifter. Has competed on the world stage, and yes. um. We met Sarah through training down at CrossFit Mitchelton, so it's true. Took, took some uh, some ear twisting to get her in here because yeah. she, she thought we were a bit too uh, bit too crude. Yeah, she knows it's too. I was well. still uh, I was unsure. I was unsure. It's still early days, <laughs> but I listened to a few. It was all right. Okay, your artistic integrity is intact. <laughs> you reckon you can kind of manage us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so used to you, boy. yeah. Finally got her in, and uh, yeah, so she. Uh, 
talk talk us through it, petrol. So you're you're a um, competitive powerlifter. Yes. Um, you strayed away from doing CrossFit because you weren't good at that. <laughs> um, and then when That's probably pretty much right. You thought if I can just stand in the one spot, lift lift a bunch of weight, that'd be a lot easier for me. Or is exactly right. There was no running involved. Yeah. So How'd you I'm, fall into it anyway? Well, actually, it's through CrossFit. I did start CrossFit, and I started playing rugby union with the military and uh, at a club outside the military and I got injured playing at the National Carnival um, for the Defence Force and I looked at um, doing the power lifts through through CrossFit we you know we always do uh, deadlifts and I was naturally strong at, at deadlifting I was automatically straight to 120 as my first lift and so when I was looking at uh, dropping rugby union I was also looking at powerlifting at the same time I didn't even know it was a sport I never even heard of the thing and I found out there's this whole world out there of people that actually compete in lifting heavy weights, standing perfectly still, or Absolutely. laying down. And you get to lay down during a bench press. I yeah. mean, that's that's a fat man's dream. Fuck cardio, hey. I know you just lay there, <laughs> push the weight off you. Like it's beautiful. Absolutely. So you love it? How long? I have you love been doing it. it now. Well, I started in 2013. I just uh, I found a coach who did powerlifting, and he taught me. Um, he just started me on a basic strength program. Now we're all about the shout outs on the podcast, yeah. so give him a shout out. Oh, well, that was my first coach. That oh, was my right. first coach at Strength Sports Gym at, at Stafford. So yeah. you that's fucked a, him off? Or? That's a powerlifting gym. Oh, no, it's just that. Um, Cheat him up and spat him out? Or? No, no, not necessarily. Like the gyms just different. Powerlifting gym, like CrossFit gyms, can be just a different style. And I found a gym over at Albion uh, Iron Underground. Yep. That's a little bit like dark. It reminds me of Mitchie. Black walls angry music and it just seemed to, to fit yep. and I met my coach there uh, I got Graham McDonald yep. from McDonald's Strength he's my coach now and so we, we just go through a strength program we work on um, obviously the basics the squat the bench press and the deadlift most people don't even know what powerlifting is but that's all it's about and then we just chuck in some accessory movements here and there and Co- CrossFit really complements that with you know the GPP Yep. Uh, getting you fit, getting you having good strength endurance. Just explain the GPP for people who might not know. Oh, the GPP. I just forgot what it stands for now. Um, general, <laughs> we'll edit that physical, <laughs> general, physical preparedness. Yep. I did remember. So it Hell gives it. you all over fitness. That general like makes you you fit for whatever it is that you want to undertake in life. Yep. And so I chose to do powerlifting. But I still, as you know, I still do CrossFit. Yeah. There is times where I'm close to a competition where my CrossFit is cut quite back to you know, once or twice a week. Um, I need to do that in order to not injure myself. Yeah. But I like to, at the moment, maintain um, three or four sessions a week CrossFit and four sessions of powerlifting. Oh, that's okay. So how long have you been with Graham now under his watch for We've been life? together for about a year. Yeah. Now, prior to that, I just went through a period of trying different coaches out that didn't quite necessarily fit yep. I had a uh, online coach which he was a good coach but I needed that person to be there for me to actually encourage me not just uh, with numbers but actually with physical presence and yep. technique correction yeah, I reckon that that online coach stuff is <coughs> is shit out so I reckon you know like like you said you need someone definitely there you can't people charging money to to coach from like you know through Skype or something wouldn't yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would work in the long run you know yeah, I did that for a little while. It just wasn't suited for me. Some people love it and they think that's that's the bee's knees. They love sending their videos in and Skype calls. But <clears throat> I needed someone there and to also 
I know, maybe it's a girl thing. You get a bit emotional, okay, when, you, when you're lifting even. And you need someone to say it's all right and, and you know, get up off the ground and let's carry on. I think you'd have to be a really self-motivated person too to success, like to have success with that Skype sort of stuff. Because mm. I know that sort of wouldn't work for me because I sort of need someone in my ear, you know, going, keep going, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a pussy. And, you know, I, like I don't really train much at home by myself just because I just don't get the results. So that's why I go to Mitch and, and train down there. But, um, that's exactly right, yeah. Do you, did you find that once you sort of like in the last 12 months, you reckon you're lifting's just really ramped right up seeing as it sort of clicked with you with Graham and stuff like that yeah definitely we've worked on a few different things and it's changed like I when you first start lifting you have lots and lots of progress really quick but yep. it gets to a point where you can plateau for a while yep. while you then start to work on the finer points where a foot position does happen hand position elbows all those slight little things so I would say that perhaps in the last year my progress has slowed down but I'm refining my technique yep. because you get to a point you, you find those plateaus will be across all your strength lifts and then you'll start to increase again and you'll come across another plateau. So Yeah. And so how do you tackle, like when you get to those plateaus, how do you tackle one? Oh, firstly, it's uh, mentally really tough because you're used to seeing your numbers go up by 10s and 20s and, and all of a sudden it's going up by 2.5s if, if it's going up at all, sometimes going backwards. Yeah. So it can be very mentally uh, fatiguing, but you just got to keep going because there's there's time for your body to adapt. There's that adaption to different training style, different weights, different body weights, different influences. You work stress, yeah. So you've got to give time for it to adapt. So hey, your Jimmy, you're training with a, um, a few other, like is there other girls down there training like with your sessions? Yeah, there are yeah. some uh, other girls around. I train. Um, that dip wasn't my fault either. Um, <laughs> oh, watch out. <laughs> Uh, there is uh, some people that I train with, particularly on bench press. I train with a girl called Shannon Petsky, who she's an excellent bench presser. She's got a bench over, she'll have it soon over 100 kilos, weighing um, just 72 kilos. So she's doing really well. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a great bench presser and she works really hard on that. Yep. And locks her technique down and very strong, very strong. So I train with her um, once a week. But other than that, just because my schedule is so all over the shop I'm often just training by myself other people are there but no one specifically with me yep. yeah yeah ah, awesome I, I just while I think of it I just um, was thinking of the first sort of memory I have of you is um, we went out to a Christmas um, dinner for for Mitchie it was a Christmas breakup yeah and um we went out and Freddie and I were there and we were at that Mondo restaurant you know the meat place yeah at Barden <laughs> and you walked in you turned up late and then um, we were sort of, it's a one big long bench seat mm. and just big long tables. And um, you sort of, because you were late, and I think Freddie and I were late as well, but we were just there before you. Mm. Um, we stood up to let you in and to give you a seat. And we sort of, I sat back down and Freddie, because we'd all moved, he just sat down and there was no seat there. I thought and that bench kept going shit. and I just <laughs> fucking <laughs> went off the side. Yeah. So, oh, dear. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, you're fresh good. then still. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was real early. You were early. And then, um, yeah, then then a bit after that, uh, <coughs> we, were, we were working out one time, and I, I went out the side because I must have just done a set or something, and I came came back in, and I was like, what the fuck is that on the lifting platform? And Nick's like, Nick's like, oh, Petra just pissed on it. 
And I'm like, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Like I laughed along. I thought he was yeah. just fucking around. I thought someone spilled their water and shit. No, and then you can't. You come out of the bathroom. You're like, yeah, I just pissed there, so watch out. And I was just like, fuck, this bitch is playing for keeps after that. So <laughs> that was a funny day actually, because I was training with all guys on. It was like five, six guys that I was training with. This other fella, I can't remember his name now, but he was pretty cool with it. Kevin. Um, Kevin. <laughs> maybe. Um, and I had just. It was only like about 155 kilos or 160, and uh, yeah. Peed on the platform. But that common thing, yeah? Yeah, it's really common, unfortunately. I mean, you've got to keep going because it's really not a nice feeling while you're... Uh, I bet. <laughs> while you're lifting. It's very disconcerting. It's very distracting. Yeah. But actually, for women, it's very, very common. And it's common in CrossFit, too, with um, box jumps and double unders. But definitely in powerlifting. And because I do take a sumo stance in my deadlift, uh, people say that's cheating. Yep, it's probably a cheating stance. Uh, you have your, your legs open, obviously, and... Uh, Just a lot wider stance than conventional, yeah. instead of being shoulder width apart. And a yeah. lot of pressure down there when you're lifting. A lot of pressure down there. And it, to be honest, uh, I know that girls with athletic backgrounds can struggle with it because of their ab development. Because they're so strong, it puts pressure on uh, down below and waterworks. Wow. Learn something new every day. And so yeah. what made you go from the... <coughs> so talk talk us through the whole evolution of getting to become the, the deadlift dancer so oh, yes. so yeah and for those who don't know you need to look on youtube and what do you know the name of the video off the top of your head sarah no Is it's it off funning funning.com okay. uh, or their their facebook as well because you've been in a couple oh, that's the, is that the one that went a bit viral yeah. on facebook yeah through funning yeah this these guys made a video of me at my last uh, competition world championships of me and my deadlift setup, and yeah. so I've got over a million views on this this one link, and then another link got over fifty thousand views. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, because I had one of my mates from New York, yeah. and he sent me the message through and was said, it Bandy? Yeah, "No, it? it was um Charlie, Aussie. that little little Mexican." Yeah, and um he uh. Um, he sent me the message to me and he goes, Freddy, check this out. And then I looked at it and I go, holy fuck. I go, that, she trains at my gym. And he was like, you fucking serious? And, and she, he didn't know that. Telling it to me, he didn't know that you were yeah. training at my gym. Yeah. But that was the one that was to Elvis, yeah, I think. <coughs> no, that, that one was to Designer and Drake. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had two songs on it. But that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I do take a sumo stance in my deadlift. I just I started with a conventional lift. So, so that's just having your feet shoulder width apart. I got to um, straight up 150, 155 and that, but I actually struggled to break 160. I really uh, had lots of trouble. I never even understood what sumo was, but I, as a way to maybe break through 160, I looked at sumo and I gave it a try. Yeah, and, and we're talking 160 kilos too, not 160 100, pounds. 160 like kilos, yeah. yeah. So the minute I broke, I started sumo, straight away it got 160. Yeah. And so it makes sense to stick with it while it's, it's working. And my progress just started to skyrocket. Next competition, 170, then 180, then 185, and in training, 187.5 kilos. So that's your best? That's in, uh, in training. My best competition is 185. Right. Solid. Yeah. That's Sweet. awesome. And you just came back from the Worlds? Just came back from the World Championships. I did, I did miss my 185 in the World Championships. I got uh, successfully 175, went for 185, and that would have got me um, a bronze medal. Yeah. And I just didn't finish it off. I just didn't. I don't know. I was just taxed. Yeah. So, so at the uh, <coughs> sorry, you go, man. No, at the world. So are they breaking that into age groups, or is that just opens when you compete? Yeah. There is op It is open. Yeah. But you can compete over forty and be in the open class. Yeah. But when you're in the open, that you're you're competing with um, a big broad age bracket. So I can compete with someone as like young as twenty or twenty one, 
and as old as, as 40 generally. Yep. And there is a master's category after 40. But if you elect and if you're competitive enough to stay in the open, you can stay in as long as uh, you can, as long yeah, as you right. can keep lifting. So, um, But there are a lot of older women in there, well, I'd say older, but in their 30s, that are lifting quite successfully and stronger in their 30s than they, than they were earlier. So. Yeah. So what do you reckon was, how come you missed that list? You would have been pissed. <coughs> Cause that's 10 kilos less <laughs> i know no it's it it was i wasn't annoyed because uh, i really gave 110 yeah. percent uh, i was just i think fatigue it's very fatiguing getting so fired up like i get yeah. really fired up and i think i lost focus for a second because on the world stage there's a lot of pressure yeah and you put pressure on yourself and i'm very um like a perfectionist so i want to get it right so walking out on the stage getting all fired up there was a little bit of an error in the weight load we were gonna go up to 185, but then we intended to drop it down to 180, but we missed our chance to change. Yeah. So I had to do 185. Yeah. So is that on your coach or? Well, it was a bit of both because um, we misinterpreted like what the person before us is doing. <clears throat> so there's like rules you can't drop the bar down once the bar's already gone up to a weight. That's it. You can't. Oh, you go can't back come down. back under. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. the people before me had attempted 185 and failed. Three girls before me had failed it. And so I couldn't go down to 180. So yeah, I had to do 185. So there was a little bit of um, disturbance in the force there yeah. as I was getting G'd up. So I said, that's okay, I'm just gonna do it. Walked out, got set up, looked up. And as I looked up, to, I noticed all the cameras and the clicking of the cameras and the crowd and the people standing up and the mobile phone. Whereas pre previously, I didn't even see that they were there. Yeah. So I, that moment that I actually noticed probably caused me to just miss my something in my setup yeah. which if you see my setup it takes about 15 to 17 seconds for me to set up <laughs> <clears throat> and it's quite precise and if you for one moment just lose that focus i just couldn't get it um couldn't lock it out and i yeah. was just jammed stuck so does any of the other competitors have a crazy setup like yes you? Yeah. yes there is a susie hartwig gary from the united states a very very strong lady uh a very light lady i think she's weighing about 55 kilos lifting almost similar weights to me uh, she's a, a masters competitor very very strong she does even a more elaborate setup where she does like the robot coming <laughs> yeah. up to the um, cool. coming up to the platform just like she's got her arms like doing like robot actions pretty funny and I talked to her about it because people often uh, compared me to her like oh you should see this lady so I got to meet her and talk to her about it and she also mentioned like her setup is actually to do with about engagement of her glutes and her legs that she had an injury and she can't engage when she goes down to grab the bar. So she yeah. walks up to it like she's stiff like a robot. Yeah. And that's how she, she gets there. Does she do wide stance or? She does not, no. Uh, and so uh, lead us through, what's the theory behind having a specific setup that you just repeat every time you do a lift? Like what's the idea behind it? Well, particularly with the, the sumo setup, your feet are so wide apart and you want to really line it up evenly because you've got the rings on the bar, you've got the knurling, yep. and you want to obviously have the weight evenly distributed. So you want to really refine that technique and make it the same every time so that you can refine the movement, so you can engage the core properly, engage the glutes, take the breath at the same time. If you're doing something different every single time, then when do you know is the right time to breathe or to brace or to... Um, that you're ready to go yep. you've got to get to that point that same with like Usain Bolt setting up on the blocks he's got his he has his procedure of setting up you've got your foot in the blocks they say set and yep. go so it's the same with with that getting ready to really fire up explode in that movement because there is that 
that moment of calm and then it's an explosion of effort, whether it's a push and a pull or um, a squat. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But you, you, you know, it does vary between different lifts. Don't it? You don't have the, the big one like the deadlift. Yeah, definitely. My squat is, is different as well. It's not as elaborate. I think that's just uh, a reflection of me. I guess I got a bit of flair. I don't intentionally make um, make it so so such a spectacle. I'd say it'd be a lot harder to have a over the top squat setup than a dead you know deadlift or bars there waiting for you. You can do whatever you want to. You fucking pick it up. Where mm. a squat, it's kind of like you just got to get yourself and get prepared underneath the bar mm. before you. Yeah, because you do take. Yeah, you got to get yourself underneath the bar. It is yeah very different. But there are some people that take a long time to set up as well. Because even I've noticed your bench press setup has become more elaborate over the time. Yeah. With, with getting yourself in position and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely because um, we do. I do bench with an arch again. Probably cheating, cheating, as people say, you know, using that. I'm just here to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's lots of controversy about using an arch and how it's bad for your back and it's cheating. But how, I, how, how is it cheating? I don't think it's cheating, but everyone else does because you're shortening the range uh-huh. from of where your chest is to the bar. You do shorten the range. But uh, the Powerlifting Australia and the IPF, of which is the International Powerlifting Federation that I lift under, they have very strict rules on the bench press. There's the most rules. You've got to keep your shoulders on the bench, your head, your butt has to be on the bench, your heels have to be flat on the ground. You've got to have your hands inside the um, the knurling and you have to wait for all the calls. Um, start, press and rack. So there's so many rules. So you've got to get yourself in such a tight and controlled position that you have to be able to hold and wait and pause and then drive because there's a pause on the chest for a one one could be two seconds as yep. they wait for the bar to stop moving and then press it up okay it's got to be solid mm. and with the uh you said at the start when you said you got into it through when you were injured with union mm. your athletic background before that has it has it always been like this these like butch lesbian loving sports or <laughs> you know oh, like. that is funny um no it hasn't actually i played netball and i did swimming i did i did place play netball Were swimming they too elegant for you sarah and that's why you're yeah way too elegant <laughs> i also did rowing and i did rock climbing yep but i was glad to find the butch lesbian sport in fact and you've you've, re- you've represented <coughs> what in union you've represented queensland no it was uh first the army yeah so the army plays this whole like carnival against the navy and the air force and then they select a team to represent all three and we got uh, a chance to play at the nationals in 2014 and from there they were picking uh their wallaroo side and so we had to be before selectors and we had to um potential to be in the wallaroo side i didn't get picked oh what's the chances I only just I only just started rugby union. I didn't have um, high hopes and a bit old for uh, a Wallaroo team, but I was there to make the other people look good who had yeah. more of a chance, I guess. So. And what what is your involvement being in the army? Like, I yeah, remember. So how long have you served for? Like, how long have you been? In the I army? started in the reserves when I was eighteen in yep. nineteen ninety eight. So I, like fifty years. I know. <laughs> <coughs> well, some people would say the You're reserve again is not the real army; it's the reserve. Uh, I did start in the Army Reserve, and I w- then I transferred into some full-time service. Yep. And so I did that from 2009 up to 2014. Yes. At an older? No. 2000, what year are we? 16. Yeah, 2014 is when I got out. Yeah, yeah. At an, at, uh, I was in Sydney, Victoria Barracks for a lot of it, and then up to inaugurate the Soldier Recovery Centre and 6RR. Uh, yep. So what were you doing in the Army? 
I was a clerk, so it was like it's an office job. Yeah. Yeah, wearing my uh, camouflage uniform and everything behind a uh, desk. Yeah. Uh, on a computer. Yeah. Uh, when I first posted up here, I got to work with wounded soldiers, which was pretty cool. I got to help establish a soldier recovery center yep. for the wounded and ill soldiers. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Awesome. That would be good. <coughs> hey, yo, have you finished your 22 and 22? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Nah, 22 going. push-ups. <laughs> it's it's right. funny you said Freddy that. loves it, eh? Yeah. He's, he's going to do, yeah. do another 22 weeks after this one. It no, is. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said about butch lesbian sports because yeah. when I started playing rugby union and started training... You were a lesbian. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but getting muscle definition and everything, my mum thought that I was becoming a lesbian. Uh, so yeah. my brother made a joke with her and just said, oh, Sarah's a, a lesbian. And she was... She believed for a bit just that random. I was going that way. So <laughs> just because a girl who has muscles must be a lesbian, apparently. Yep. Too. <laughs> <laughs> good old family. They're good at pulling you apart. Oh, yeah. She goes all right with that. I don't think I've got anything else. Um, yeah, so Petrol, so from, and now what, when, out now that you're not full time in the army, um, what are you doing? We know, like, we see you down at the gym all the time, but we don't know the other things that you're doing outside that. You know, you're doing your the hospital stuff with the kids, yeah? Yeah, yeah I work as a uh, school chaplain in um, a primary school and in the in a children's hospital. Okay. So just hanging out with kids, encouraging them, cheering them up, and just motivating them. And awesome. then we do CrossFit Kids as well, which yep. is pretty awesome. There's some really talented kids that coming down to Mitchie, just training, running around, loving life. So between that, so you've got that, you've got the chaplain, you've got the uh, your training, like training kids and training uh, adults, yeah. and then and you're you're training yourself. But how many times are you getting to? Are you training like once a day, like uh, for your powerlifting, or? I would train four times a week okay. because uh, training powerlifting can be for three or four hours. Yeah, it's really um, taxing because there's times for rest. You you got to rest. You got to warm up to a particular weight. Not like. You know, in CrossFit, we fit everything into an hour. Yeah. And if, if it's five sets of five, you know, how much time do we warm up? I might take a good 20 minutes to warm up because I've got to get to 140 kilos for a squat. Yeah. I'm not just going to get straight to it. And what you, obviously, like, <coughs> a big part of it's going to be your diet as well with powerlifting mm. because you've got to hold, there's no, there's, you don't have to show a weight. Are you in a weight division when you lift yeah. or is it an open weight division? No, I am in a weight class. 72. What's the weight class? Seventy-two, two, and it's down to sixty-four. So it's it's pretty broad. Yeah. But you wanna you wanna be. I'm at the higher end, so I'm actually sitting right now over. I'm over my weight class. I always walk around a, a few kilos over, and then I drop down weight in weeks prior to. So I compete in the seventy-twos. Does that do you find that hurts your strength at all? It um it can depends on how much I've let my weight blow out. Yeah. So it, at first it'll affect the bench press. Uh, or weight drop always affects the bench press, but that's the only thing I've felt it um, affects. So if I drop weight gradually, it's better. Times where I've actually sauntered to lose weight is when I paid the price with nearly passing out, Yeah. doing a, a squat and failing. And what comp was that in? That was at a, um, a comp in Invitational here in Brisbane at the uh, Fitness Expo. So I was still representing Australia, but it was like that was my first time wearing Australian colours, and I did sauna to lose weight the day before which was not a good idea because it just robs you of electrolytes and like really dries out your muscles. And you've only got two hours from weigh-in to lifting, sometimes an hour and a half. Yeah, and so long. you don't have a long time to uh, rehydrate yeah. and replenish. So you've got to really think about it. So I'm, I count my calories 
and I have been doing that for like about three years, yeah. four years. Awesome. So what so far today? <coughs> what's your been your best competition? What's been the highlight of your powerlifting? Oh, competing at the worlds definitely because oh, yeah. I got to compete um, alongside of one of the world's best, Kimberly Walford, who has a deadlift of over two hundred and forty kilos. I think she's up to two hundred and fifty kilos. Pissant. Wow. <coughs> Weighing at sixty six kilos. So that's crazy. That's that is. Yeah, she's uh, honestly she's <coughs> a freak, uh, but she's. She's just a natural at it, yep. and uh, she is just astounding. And I got to compete against her, and uh, that was that was really a great experience. Did she roll in and just go, "Are you just warming up? Do you mind if I use your?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah she was pretty cool actually. She was very encouraging to everyone, and, and really wanted to see everyone achieve their best. And I think she's looking for some competition, which yeah. I told her I I'd be I'd give her some competition, so she better look out. I told her you coming. I told her, yeah, I was coming, but. She's uh she's solid. She's got a decent squad. I think it's about a, um 160 plus. Yep. Her bench is over 100, and she's uh deadlifting over 230 kilos. Do you find that with the with the um on the women's side of things that it's always that squat that you got to really work on to keep to have it stay up there, or more the bench press? Uh, well, for me, definitely, I've got to continuously work on the bench press. It just doesn't, it's not as easy for women to develop strength as it is for men. You've really got to keep at it. And if a woman takes a week off, it's going to have a lot, an effect. You've, you've got to keep at it. Whereas a man could take off a little bit more time training. So if you go on a holiday, if you go away somewhere, you potentially have some loss. Yeah. So you've got, I've got to keep working on the bench. It's such a small group of, like the muscles are smaller. So you've got to keep working out and getting them bulky. Yeah. A lot of girls find squats a lot easier. We generally hold our, um, our weight there in the glutes there, so in our butt, <laughs> squat butt. Um, and so some people find find that. I think it depends too just on your on your body, what your body can do. Taller girls would find squatting really hard. Yeah. And deadlift as well, actually. You don't want to be too tall in a powerlifter. Yeah. So what, what, comp, what comps have you got coming up? There's a nationals. At, it's going to be at the Brisbane Health and Fitness Expo in October. That's our national, so everyone's going to travel from all over the world, in world, from all over the country, Australia, <laughs> all over the Australia, uh, into Brisbane to compete in the nationals. So I'll um, be competing there against people who are wanting to take my position on the on the leaderboard. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, do you have any tips for our listeners? Um, so you obviously have a huge work ethic and you've got a shitload on your plate. <laughs> yeah. But something we haven't mentioned is you're also a single mum. So yes, you're killing the game. So. Any tips for anyone on how time management and how to get everything in? And or how to hold down a husband. <laughs> well, I don't know how to hold down a husband. Like, I need the tips for that because I am single and about 11 years single now. <laughs> <laughs> so I am shit at that. Well, uh, usually guys don't like when their missus can lift more than them. So uh, yeah. that's probably not So that's why I out. hang around powerlifting competitions at the, when the super heavyweights come looking out. Looking for huge roid rages. I'm just um, you're looking at, where are they? Where are they? Um, I guess... <laughs> You've just got to increase your capacity one day at a time. So you can't, um, like there's that saying, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Yeah. So if you've got big goals, you keep them always in your in your mind. Go for them. And just each day add something new. You know, if it's a week, however long it takes, be patient. So if you're going to add something more, if it's going to add an extra day of work or you're going to go out for an, in for an extra workout that week, start off with, okay, this week I'm doing two workouts and next week three and, and generally you can just progress into capacity being large because I think I've grown to have quite a large capacity and I can manage things and I've been a single parent for a long time so I've been able to manage that role 
I think successfully. My son's pretty cool. Yeah. I like him. He's Benny. all right. Shout out to Benny. Yeah, Benny. <laughs> he, you know, he's a great kid and he's um, he's a really sweet boy. I've done all right. Yeah. He's all right. Will he, will he listen to this podcast or? Uh, no. Huh? Probably not. Yeah. Well, if he was, I'd get him to hold his ears for this one because we do this <laughs> with every guest. Now, um, this is really hard for me to find like the right contenders, but Ooh, okay. you gotta suck Brenton's dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but um, <laughs> you've got to fight one, fuck one, and marry one. So, <coughs> the best candidates I could come up with <laughs> <Okay. laughs> were not very good, but I've got Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Man Mountain from Game of Thrones, and The Rock. That's a great combination. It's not too bad. That is so good. They are all awesome. Okay, okay so fight one. Okay. You just have a foursome with them. Well, I would, no, <laughs> I would fight The Rock because he was a wrestler and that's pretend wrestling. So he probably actually like doesn't oh, even yeah. know how to fight. You got it over him. He would just like, he'd pretend to throw me around, you know? So I reckon I could get it, get what, it over him. What do you reckon you'd open with? Just straight for the big punch or you <laughs> go face palm? Oh, I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably take my time with Penis him. Penis palm. Probably, I'd probably <laughs> take my time with him and, you know, just... Uh, you know, roll around Light a bit a few and see. Candles and yeah. no? <laughs> just to see. To see what I can come up with. Uh, then I would probably Oh Arnie. I'd have to marry Arnie. I mean Yeah. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger, the legend. The man the legend. Yeah, he's pretty cool, dude. I'd have to marry him and then the mountain for just, the other. Just a one nighter with the just mountain. Just a one nighter, yeah. You can because see the I mountain being Ben's bad. I don't think he can speak English very well, so I don't know if it will go. I mean, you've seen him in Game of Thrones, he doesn't have a lot of lines. No. So I think that's he doesn't speak that good English, so oh. it'll just that good English. That good? That good English. <laughs> he doesn't speak that good English, so uh, neither do I, so. <laughs> well, awesome. Sweet. Well, um, what, what, what I was thinking is uh, I'll, I'll call out to Jeremy, get him down here. He's been on this uh, this rowing challenge at the moment. Oh, yeah, I heard, and he's yeah. Been, yeah, he's been hitting everyone. Oi, Jeremy! Sounds like he's on the phone. Well, we can edit that back in. But <laughs> do you just want to shout out to everyone? Um, how can they, like, your handles on social media? So if they can follow you, if you want some more I followers. Am, yes. Because, I, I mean, following through this show, this is, it's called the tangent effect. Once, once they come That's on the it, BF tangent, the tangent they're effect, just, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's uh, on Instagram. It's at the underscore deadlift underscore dancer. Yep. That's the deadlift dancer with underscores those, in between. See those dance moves. Uh, and uh, I guess on Facebook, it's the same, the deadlift dancer. Or Sarah Petrol, I'm there. That's Come it. follow me. Are you getting people that are in the powerlifting world actually know of you as the deadlift dancer? Like, you know, if they haven't met you yet, they're like, you go, oh, you're that deadlift dancer, or like, is that is that common thing now? Like, when you go to a big con, like you're at the Worlds at Austin, yeah. but will people be like, oh, I, I haven't, I've heard of, uh, yeah, heard of you few. through that? Yeah, yeah, a few, a few know know me, and also just because. I've met they've met me there and you know you get to know each other in the in the community just uh, hanging out and Australians are very popular yeah. like we're all really friendly and, and approachable yeah. so lots of people know the Australians and um, you had a couple of people hit you up too haven't you yeah um, for training oh yeah, yeah training for training and, yeah. yes definitely yeah uh, <laughs> sending me videos and like I do get a few videos sent to me and I'm supposed to critique them and give them free coaching or something so. Yeah. And I'm pretty good about it. I do have a look and I do give him some some tips, but like I just cut it off with a few messages. And Do you tell him to open more with the windmill instead of just stepping <laughs> straight to the bar? Yeah, so I do say, uh, yeah, go have a look at my um, videos, uh, see if you can pick up any dance techniques, go do a few Zumba classes. Yeah. <laughs> because I think if you incorporated some Zumba into, yeah. 
definitely go all right. Awesome. You should uh, you should do that with some of your deadlifts. I'd like I to probably see should. That. You're right. Yeah. And I, I've been working on my moonwalk. I can show you later. Just I'd love to yeah, see it. On this yeah. nice polished timber floor, I'd probably, probably rip it. Yeah, and after the Nationals, when's your next World Comp? Well, it all depends, I suppose, how you go on Nationals because they select the team by how you're placed on the ladder. So there is a potential for uh, a competition in New Zealand in, in December. Yeah, December. That is the Commonwealth and Oceana. Is it? Yeah, the Oceana competition. Then, uh, again, Worlds next year is in Belarus. So that would be um, that would be cool, go to Belarus. Yeah, so that would be Where's awesome. Where's Belarus? Near Russia, oh, yeah. near U- the Ukraine as well. Heaps of strong people up there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And when you go to, when you are you you're paying you're funding yourself to get to all these these places when you go or yes yeah, yeah I do fund myself. I have had some support. like you've had you've done a few little campaigns. Yeah, and stuff. I have. The military actually have been able to support me a few times because I'm still an active reserve member. They have a program that they call Elite Sportsman, and they have some funds set aside that they can support people. So. For when I went to Canada last year, the Commonwealth Championships, and this year in Texas, the military did uh, help me to pay for my um, airfare. So. Sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. pretty good because that's the that's the most expensive thing out of the endeavours. So yeah, you pay for everything yourself. So that oh, sucks. Need to get some good sponsors on board. I wish that we could do that. Unfortunately, there's lots of regulations in regards to sponsors. Oh, is there? Yeah, because Powerlifting Australia is. Uh, very careful about who it has sponsoring just they have all these uh, rules because they have to come under the IPF yeah so it's like um, you know the national stru- structure is uh, powerlifting Australia and this is a drug tested federation yeah so they really try to make themselves different from other than other federations out there that do perhaps allow for the use of PEDs yeah have you been tested much I have been tested one time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be random, and if you break a world record and a record, you will get tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you reckon it's definitely through the sports, especially <coughs> in the women's side of things, the uh, use of PEDs and I, steroids and stuff. I think it would be naive to not think to think that it was not being used. Uh, there has been people in the past, like just a few years ago, there was a girl who I competed against that looked obviously to me that she was using drugs but she was competing in my um, federation which doesn't allow drugs and then she got busted for for using something and there's definitely been there's always cases every year of people in the IPF who have been tested and come up as using something because they're very strict it's you know it can be it's not just bait like steroids or Anavar and all that other stuff that people use it's uh, anything that can be performance enhancing or diuretics as well to help you cut weight quicker they test for all that stuff, so Sweet. they get onto you. Yeah. Well, was that one you said, Anavar? Yes. Anavar, yeah. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. I haven't heard that for a while, eh? Yeah. That's what we, we, we used to hear about it because you take it because it was we used to use, like, known as a woman's steroid because it wouldn't make you get bitch tits and stuff after yeah. you use it, yeah. Well, there was that lady who got busted for it at using it, Anavar and CrossFit this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? What, at the games? Uh, she was last year. She competed at the games. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Nor probably shouldn't even mention it. But oh, well, if it's yeah, out, she, it's out. Yeah, she was. Uh, well, she was. Yeah, busted for for using. So wow. Anavar. Yeah, some of those girls up there, pretty wild looking. They're yeah, they're strong looking. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet as pets. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks um, for having me, boys. We'll get you out of here because we're going to talk some UFC real quick, real quick. But they'll probably fucking bore you to death. So um, yeah, it's all right. I, I'm I'm listening. I'm learning by all listening right. to all the podcast. All right, we'll fucking jump into it. Strap yourself in.
All right. It was a huge weekend. 202 in the bag. Yeah, done. So, have you heard any numbers yet? Do you know if there's numbers oh, back on the, on the, the biggest one ever? Or? No, I don't know. Well, I was listening to some info on the way out here, and I don't think that um, you're talking like the pay-per-view yeah. numbers. Yeah, it hasn't come back yet of if it's if it's broken the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, so you'd have to go close. Yeah, well, they're saying like it's it's it had the most a a class celebrities in the crowd. Yeah, and um and and yeah, that you would have think that the hype and the 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 prelude coming up to it was was massive. You know. A lot of people say the whole water bottle incident is is uh, stage WWE style, but it fucking gets people talking about it again. And they knew that it was kind of a lull, you know, and they had to build it back up because there's been so much fucking talk about it this whole time. So they had to do something to get it back up. And and yeah, so so don't know, Petra, if you knew. So at the so the the fight, of course, was McGregor versus Diaz, the mm-hmm. UFC 202. In the press conference before. They got in, uh, what happened is McGregor showed up half an hour late, and then when he arrived, um, Diaz answered one more question, then pretty much walked up with, out with his boys after McGregor said, fuck the whole Diaz crew. And then so, and what happened is I'm walking out of the press conference room and Diaz threw a bottle, and so McGregor grabbed a bunch of bottles off his table and let let hurl at um, yes. Diaz. So it was just like bottles going back and forth. And then, uh, so that was a uh, like a good excuse to build the whole thing up, you know, and then and in the... And then the press conference got ended after that. That was the end of it. They had their water bottle thrown, and then they called it off. Yeah, so. they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't keep going. Well, a water fight. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, it created so all sorts of drama. Supposedly, a girl in the crowd got hit with one of the cans that got thrown, and then you, yeah, fast forward to the the open workouts and McGregor McGregor saying, you know, fuck the whole Diaz crew and anyone that's down with the Diaz crew, fuck you as well, and pretty much just dro- dropped the mic on the stage. And then Diaz saying, you know, he's just come like he always does. Just it's kill or be killed. And and then fast forward again to the weigh-in where they had to have a lot of security guards holding him back. And and yeah, oh, just wow. yeah, just a whole lot of uh, build up to it. And then the and one then the documentary is yeah, the <laughs> like do- the forty-minute YouTube videos. Yeah. Like so there was it was it was, it, huge. It was, it was built up. up. The, th- the the best thing about it was built up to be the one of the best fights of all time. And it, it, it lived up to expectations. They went, they they threw down for five rounds, and it was just like the last one, but that didn't last as long. But there was just it was just like a backyard brawl for five rounds, and yeah. and it's uh, so many times that events fall short of that, and this lived up to it. And it was all you know, like Diaz Diaz is is a notoriously a bleeder. He will bleed from the face, and he did, but that's just because of all the scar tissue he has in his face. Mm-hmm. But but he was pissing out. He he looked busted up yeah. from round one, and uh, <laughs> and when they were in the clinch, he's just bleeding all over Conor. Yeah. it was just everywhere. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's fucking sweet. He just looked like two gladiators going out at it. And one would get their second win, and the other one would die off. Then the other one would get their second win, and the other would die off. So, so like good fight. Oh yeah, yeah it's watch, definitely yeah. worth a watch for sure. Before we break it down, we'll get into the undercard. So, yeah. old Cody Garbrandt Cody. got it done. I'm, just, I'm got a bit of a man crush. <laughs> just yeah. eked up to the to the gills. But yeah, he made quick work of that. Yeah. And so that yeah. So um, uh, knockout in that yeah. um, first round. I can't remember. So I'm that much of a fan that I can't even remember. Yeah. But anyway, made light word of work of it. Now he's calling for Dominic Cruz. Which personally, I think he'll get his ass handed to him. Yeah. Well, Dominic never really finished, but he, I think he'll just pick him apart for that. You know, like you were saying, maybe a couple more fights then yeah. throw him. I, I reckon the he could really take it to him, but I, I reckon he shouldn't rush into it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
So he seems very skilled. Yeah, but anyway, he answered he answered more questions again by just um, making short order of um, the opponent he had. Yeah. Japanese or Chinese? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, next what, was fight? The, what was the next fight? Cerrone? Yeah. The Cowboy? Yeah. So Cerrone for the third time doing his thing as welterweight, at welterweight, and just, again, and, and it was, this was a fucking, like, the combination to end this guy was fucking legit. So I think it was head, head to body to, to shin kick in the face. Yeah, and you know, just classic yeah. street brawl style to it, but it was very... Very yeah. well thought out. So Cerrone, third third win in welterweight, yep. and then now calling for Eddie Alvarez in lightweight. So they should, if, if the UFC is fucking smart, they give him that fight. That's a fight that well, I'd pay for to see. And uh, I think it's a, it's a real good fight if you, while you're, while you're waiting for what, what Connor and that's going to do. Because he can lock a belt down with that, can't he? Yeah, so Eddie's got the belt. Mm. And so he, he's already beaten Eddie before. So that's why Cowboy's like, look, he's fine at welterweight, but he can cut to 155, in the, even though his camp probably doesn't want him to. But he'll cut to 155 and then try to knock off Eddie for that belt. That's one thing he doesn't have on his resume is the belt. So mm. Cowboy definitely deserves it again. I think he's getting to the status where he can start he can start calling the shots. You know, mm. he's he always fights on short notice, fights whenever he can. He's one of those fighters that will fight five times a year. So mm. uh, between... Yeah. wakeboarding and all that I shit. I love his outlook, yeah. He's just pretty chilled out, does whatever the hell he wants when he wants and yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But um all right, so Rumble Johnson just made another yeah. one, was it thirteen seconds or something like yeah, that? Yeah, thirty seconds. So when I was watching it on Sunday, my I was streaming it through main event, so he paid the sixty bucks and it cut out at the start of the fight and as we were trying to get it um get it back on it's done. yeah yeah and then we turn it back on and and um glover's laying on the ground and we were fucking spewing yeah. and then yeah so yeah 13 seconds it was just it was just it looked like you know glover just wanted to get get amongst it get his feel yeah. for it and and uh well, rumble, he just came forward and he yeah. just slipped it straight through rumble was having any power of it but yeah what one of one of the biggest hitters in the ufc so that's something you don't want to fuck around with but yeah, no, nah, that was that was very impressive, and now he gets that DC shot. So yeah. they're saying, you know, um, Bones will have to will have to wait his turn, even if he does get let off this suspension. But yeah, he have to wait wait his turn. It'd be good to see that what the UFC does with that. Yeah. You see, because you you think before he got suspended, um, uh, Bones was just uh, won the interim belt. So he was meant to fight DC next. So see what he, what they do there, which yeah. would be good. And then the main event. The main event. So do you want to? You can break it down. Do you want to break it down? Yeah. Oh, it? I don't have much to say about it. It's just it, it. It kind of is what it is. We just saw another awesome fight where, um, there there people would say there was some controversy in it with the way that it was scored. I don't think there's any controversy in it. I think if you looked at the rounds. Um, I know I looked at the the judges scorecards came up today and one of the judges the guy that um, judged it 47 47 he judged he scored the third round to Diaz a 10 8 round and the rest the ones that Connor won only 10 9 so that's where he got 47 47 from where I, I think you're kidding yourself if Diaz's round three was a 48 was a um, was a uh, 10 8 round, sorry, was a 10 8 round um, compared to McGregor's first round, opening round. If that's a 10 8, the, the round one to McGregor's got to be a 10 8. Yeah. You know, he knocks him down once, he picks him apart, he fucks up his leg. And then in the second round, even though I thought that, was, that wasn't a 10 8 the way that Diaz finished, but that he, in the second round, um, McGregor knocks him down twice. 
but but that that round one was all McGregor, and I think if round three was a ten eight, then round one's a ten eight. But other than that, and then you got to just give if you go just conservatively, it's round one McGregor, round two McGregor, round three Diaz, round round four McGregor, round five Diaz, and I think there's no controversy in it at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, other other than that, yeah, it was just it was awesome. It was uh, you saw the shots that McGregor landed would have put away a lot of other opponents, <coughs> but shots. but Diaz is just a tough motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it just sets him up beautifully to have a have a a third one down the track. But I think I I, I definitely think McGregor's going to jump out and do his thing against Mayweather. You like, it'll happen. I reckon it will. I reckon the UFC would be stupid not to because of the more hype it's going to get amongst it and to let him be able to do that stuff. So even I know about that. Yeah. Even I have heard the controversy about that in the past. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, like people that, that, that so aren't biggest fans because yeah. it's that boxing UFC mix. That mm. People yeah are going to hear about it. And obviously, um, McGregor's going to make a shitload more money than he does in the UFC every time. Yeah. Um, even though he's the highest paid fighter now in the UFC, he's going to he'll 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 be nothing compared to what he can do against Mayweather. Yeah. Even though I think you know it's it, he would have to go into camp for boxing for like a long time to to be able to put up a good fight in that. But you know it's it's a good it's a good spectacle anyway. And everyone it, it'll be the biggest fight of it'll be one of the biggest fights of all time if that happens. Yeah. You know, uh, records wise, pay per view sales yeah. at the gate, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So how did you break down the fight? Oh well, do you want to hear it? Because yeah. I'm an absolute rookie. So I missed it on <laughs> Sunday, and because um, I was out and about, I couldn't get in front of the TV. So I quickly watched it last night. Um, these were some of the notes I wrote while I was down there. Um, so I watched it. I had um, the first round to McGregor, yep. obviously. Sweet. Um, I wrote here notes. Fucking notes. <laughs> Connor was strong, um, explosive, very calculated, and he was just smashing Nate's front leg. Um, Then I had round two. I don't know. See, round two was real close for me, so I almost swung it towards Nate. Um, Like um, Connor was obviously strong at the start, but then towards the end of it, he started running out of his gas, which we saw in the first fight. Yeah. And and then Nate just pounced on that, so he just really sort of started making it rain down on him. Yeah. Uh, and you can see he gained a lot of confidence from that. Um, and then the third round I had for Nate, um, what was that? And Connor was just blind from the start. Um, he had, but it was pretty obvious he's worked heaps on his takedown defense. Yeah. That really shone through. Um, and yeah, he couldn't get him down, eh? Yeah. Like he kept, and it was it was weird to see Diaz trying to take him down. Yeah. But yeah, he just yeah, it looked like he really did some work on that. It was good. Well, I think he saw he I think he had to like yeah. he knew he had to stay on his feet otherwise it was it's you know, yeah, Nate's, Nate's a whole other beast on the ground. So, um, but I think um, I think that was the end of my crappy notes from there. Oh yeah, still smashing his leg, just yeah. belting it. And that, like, then when you get all the way down to round five, I remember looking at his leg just going, holy shit. Yeah. You could see when they were in the clinch against the cage, just, like, welts, and it was just black and blue already. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. I think, by the way, McGregor was obviously scoring it in his head as well. Round five was survival mode. Yeah, 100%. It was like, just get through it and you got this. But, yeah. yeah that, and like, even round five, like, I mean, I had it down as it went to Nate, but it was like, it was pretty, it was close. Like, everything was close, which yeah. made it such a brilliant fight because it was just literally just a like an awesome, awesome fight. Yeah. Like, it was really close the whole time, you know. Um, Nate had knocked Connor down, Connor had knocked Nate down, you know, it was just awesome. So, yeah, that was good. Sounds like a good fight. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm sorry. Sounds like it. I was getting into it. I was getting into your description. I was like, wow. Yeah. Sounds good. But, um, yeah. 
But I'm yeah. going to stop my MMA analysis because. So I'm not did you still at score at three two? To would you say you still scored at three two, or you you might have had a, uh, a split, well, uh, more of a split decision rather than a majority? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Like when you look at it, like trying like oh, this was me writing shit down while I was watching it, and yeah. I was probably a bit wrapped up in it. But um, when you sit, definitely sit back at the end of it and overlook it, Connor definitely looked better throughout the whole fight. Yeah. Than that, and like obviously was. You know, a lot more calculated, I suppose. Um, and I think that gave him the upper hand. Yeah, it just looked like Connor had a game plan that he just yeah, stuck to. and he executed yeah. it very well. Yeah, where, um, you know, Diaz's game plan is always, I'm going to be the toughest motherfucker in there and I'll just walk through everything. Yeah, which, yeah I'm going to punch your face off. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was awesome. And um, yeah, it'd be good to see if uh, number three happens. Yeah. At 155, it'll be a whole different game again. Right? Yeah, well, it, yeah, it, Diaz is an, is is a true 155er as well. So and and Connor, he's yeah, he you know takes people's heads off in 45, but if he he, he definitely will look be not have to cut as much weight for 55 and stuff like that, which will probably give him a lot more energy in the in the yeah. octagon. So yeah, just have to see. But I think that the next move for both would be give Nate try to get Nate a title shot at 55 straight after that if he wants to fight for that. He said he's not keen on belts, but I think he'd take a, take the opportunity to make a couple mil again and get maybe get a belt and then let Connor go and, and get the sport bigger by fighting Mayweather. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's a wrap on that, I think. Wow. Well, yeah. What, what are your thoughts, Patrick? That sounds exciting. <laughs> You're going to go out and watch it now, aren't you? Yeah. I sure. think, yeah, Phil was watching it tonight. Damn right. Where, do you, where does one watch... Ah, so you can on that one you can still get it. You can you still have to pay mm. sixty bucks for it, but you can buy it through the UFC.com through main event. I think still they do um, just downloads of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, or you go on things like MMA Share or shit like that that you just yeah. stream it. So Google away, you'll find something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, sweet. Well, thanks again, Patch, for right. coming in. And um, do you have any animal facts this week? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I do have animal facts, and I've I've um, I've tailored them to to. Oh, yeah, that's so exciting! What I do, I fucking send it to my. Tell me, tell me about the animals. <laughs> yeah, so what I'll be doing is is just saying animal facts, um, for shits and gigs, pretty much. Was the, f- the first week just I said educating the world one one podcast at a time. That's yeah. right. That's what Freddie's doing. Yeah, that's right. So th- this week I, I've um I've chucked in animal facts that the strongest animals in the world. Oh, right, okay. the top ten strongest animals. Um, some are pretty surprising. I'm just buying time until my fucking phone loads up. <laughs> 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 we're all, yeah, we're all about preparation. Yeah, yeah. I guess how much. It's their body weight ratio of what they can Yeah, reach, so I n- like number one, that's what I was thinking of when I was yeah. reading it. So number one for the uh, strongest animal in the world, what do you reckon? The dung beetle. Ants have got to be up there. Yeah, so number one's the blue whale. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> But yeah, that's how I'll think it too, bro. So I'll just read through the list because it's um, my animal facts are pretty short, usually petrol. But um, number one, you got the blue whale. Number two is the African elephant. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. thinking big, you know, like yeah. uh, number three, the saltwater croc. Number four, the leaf cutter ant. Yep. Yeah. So that's where that kind of shit comes in. Yeah. Number four, yeah. Number five, the dung beetle. So pretty good yeah, there, pretty um, number six, the Eastern Lowland Gorilla. Um, number seven, the Musk Ox. 
the old muscle. The old muscle. <laughs> the old muscle. <laughs> the old muscle. <laughs> um, number eight, a tiger. Where do you find those musks? Off? Musk off. Just the highlands oh, of musk. Oh my god. Just the <laughs> highlands of musk. I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, they can pull loads of uh, one and a half times their own body weight. Oh, that's good. That's not that good. That's yeah. not that Yeah. They're rhinoceros beetles number know. nine. So rhinoceros can lift objects 850 times their own weight. And so rhinoceros beetle. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then number 10 is a grizzly bear. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They're a bit weak in the old strength department. Yeah, number 11, Sarah Petrel. Yeah. Oh, top, top that's out. That's it. And the ant number 756,000. <laughs> no, because the leaf cutter ant came in there. Ant number four or something. Yeah, so we couldn't get, uh, Jeremy couldn't hear us about asking you questions, but that's all right. That was that's shit right. anyway. He just would have turned into another personal training session on, on the fucking podcast. That's so. how increase his uh, row, row time, isn't it? He's yeah, his right, 150 row time. His row. I'm getting it. So we're, we're just doing our um, week, weekly check-in <laughs> with Jeremy Williams. Oh, yeah. And his um, training session. Yeah, that's right. So Motherfucker! <laughs> how's the... Um, Deadlift and squat procedure going, mate? I'm up to 40 kilos. Yep. Pretty good? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Um, no, I don't know what it is. I, I've been doing it three weeks. Yep. So I'm trying to get uh, better at rowing. Yeah, one, so. the 150 time, yeah. One minute. Oh, yeah, one. Because you're talking about it on the podcast. So she yeah, knows. I've heard oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been following your progress. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I'm just trying to get better. And I've been plateauing for eight to nine months. And I, I, I found that, yeah, doing this um, uh, deadlift has probably helped a bit, yeah. But it's only been two or three weeks, so, yeah. And, and I'm probably doing about 50 kilos. <laughs> it's intriguing to say. But anyway. <laughs> so you're not cracking the sidewalk when you're walking? <laughs> not really, no. 50 kilos, yeah. You want to up, up that a bit, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it, it's a fair few reps, so. What is it? How many reps? I don't know, 15 or something. Oh. About, about a million. <laughs> What, what do you reckon, Petch, about getting your rowing up there? from the Any deadlift advice? Rowing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not that interested in deadlifts, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm about rowing. That's yeah. pretty insulting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon squats would be a great ha- help because you're building yeah. big legs, so you leg drive in the row. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have, you've got them long, those tall legs. Yeah, You probably yeah. have um, quite long femurs, so it looks like you maybe add some bulk on those, um, yeah, yeah. On yeah. those quads. Get the hamstrings happening too, so you can just good leg drive in that uh, in the row. So some yeah. squats, man, and some oh some good mornings. Do a few of those to work on the hamstrings. Do you know what they are? Yeah. No. What's Talking a good through it. Oh, it's uh you have the weight on your your back, and you basically bend forward and just present the butt out there, and then snap up. The weights on your back. Yep. Oh, up on your shoulder. Oh, up okay. on your shoulder. Just like oh, a back right. squat. Except you're bending forward at the hip. So that you like you have soft knees, so you bent knees a little bit. Yeah. You bend forward and then you snap up. Yeah. Right. And uh, just get those hamstrings working. Snap up. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> that's what you're gonna do, like similar to when you're rowing, right? Like that, that leg drive driving yeah, through right. the heels. Like at the strip clubs, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's trying to do, to work it he's out. Getting he's up, he's so getting yeah. up. Okay, so it's like this. Yeah, and then you snap the knees straight as well as you come up. So it's a really, it's really a dynamic movement and go snap fast. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. That's it. You got it. Challenge the stripper. Snap. That's it. <laughs> snap. But then Good morning, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, do a bit of those. Yeah, with some yeah. weight on there. Start with uh, 40 kilos. Start with that. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking down on my 40 kilo thing? Is no, I'm not looking down. I'm not looking so down she... on it. No, well, you're not, you're not uh, trying to be a deadlifter. So yeah, you yeah, be yeah. professional. You're just using it. 
Everyone should deadlift, even grandmas. Grandmas should deadlift. It's really good for your body. So how long have you been doing your powerlifting? Three years. Three years, yeah. Only three years? Yeah. Uh, working on it specifically, but then probably yeah. doing it in CrossFit as well for four years. Yeah, right. So you've only been weight training three years? I've been weight training before that as well. Because yeah, being yeah. in the military, you just uh, you have access to a gym, so you can do some random weight training, but yeah, yeah. following a proper sport and specific, being a in a specific sport three years. Specialist, I'm called a specialist. Yeah, right. Hmm. So there's this really good podcast called The Bear Tangent. We actually yeah. just talked, you should listen to it, The Bear Tangent. They uh, ask me all these questions. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Are you over it now? No, uh, it's okay. Yeah, she has sure. to go home. She's a single mum, though. She has to go home very soon. To Benny. Yeah, no, yeah. He's at, my son's at work now. Where's he working? Someone's got to make the money. I gotta, he's out there. Just, um, I can't tell you. No, no, he's at, he's at home. He's at home. So, so how long have you been training for, like, including the <laughs> You know uh, how I talked about the BS yeah, surgery yeah, before? Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Can I just yeah, ask yeah, a yeah. question? Yeah, sweet. All right, we can always cut this okay, out. Okay, yeah, no yeah, worries. Yeah, exactly. So how long have you been training for? Uh... So specifically, no, 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 or, like or prior to that, with the title, yeah, because I mean, like, you look pretty big and strong, so you must be more than three years in total, right? Uh, I think I just naturally am, am, am like this, so yeah, yeah, in the military a little bit. So, since 2009, I probably started to hit the gym a little bit, but it was uh, not very specific. I didn't have a specific program, I just did stuff until I couldn't do stuff, yeah. <laughs> that's that. Uh, oh, so, since 2009, yeah, I know. That's when That's I started. That's not that long ago, yeah. No, probably, yeah, that would be about it. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you come from, like, athletic background, too. Uh, uh, Pre-2009? Yeah, like, as a, as a kid, just played lots of sports. It seems like you're kind of the sort of person who'd be, um, you know, if you slept in, it'd be like, get out of fucking bed sort of thing, you know? Like, it, it, it seems, is this just from hanging around blokes, or...? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess I. I don't. I guess because of being in the military and uh, being around gym, you don't you don't muck around. Yeah, yeah. And being so around like a lot it, it of guys. definitely seems like you're one of the guys. Like, yeah. like I was just yeah. I was just wondering is that you know because as soon as I said my fifty kilos thing, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> what fifty what? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's uh, because I I train with uh, the men that I train with would deadlift over 300 kilos, 200 to 300 kilos. So that's what I'm used, yeah, used yeah. to men no, lifting, but, but, I guess. But it's also like just your style. Like it, that's a very yeah. bloke thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I did. I grew up with uh, three brothers and lots around a lot of boys and then in the military and in the, the gym culture. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely I can swing that way. I can also swing the other way. Yeah. Getting back to being a lesbian. So yeah, yeah, swing the other way and I can wear a dress and be feminine and put my pinky up or something when I need to drink tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so you've been that way the whole like. Yeah, I've always been like this. A bit, I guess I, I call it tomboy. A bit um, yeah. butch. I have people have thought I was a lesbian before because of um, how I look and the way I behave. Like, yeah. yeah. But but I mean I kind of wondered if it because I've sort of noticed this you know like through pushing weights and stuff like it does change your personality a little bit and that's just what I was wondering that's why I was saying how far back it went. Are you one of those guys now, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I've always been like this, really, pretty much. Yeah, like this. One of the, one of the boys. Yes, I've always yeah, had yeah. that. Yeah. So that you feel like you would have been like that even if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was always even before. Like 
as a teenager and when I first joined the army. Because I joined when I was 18 and still just one of the one of the boys. Yeah. But with boobs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Now, now, you're, now you're looking at my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> was I? Just checking. Just like, yeah, they're there. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got on your phone? Oh, nothing. I was looking at the photos. Oh, just on Facebook, yeah. right? <laughs> 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 I was just cheating the fuck out. But, um, do you want to uh, wrap it up here? It was your idea for me to come down. Yeah, I know, because it's funny. Yeah. I find that uh, funny. Thanks for coming down. Especially <laughs> that last bit. We'll leave that in. The, yeah, boob, yeah. the boob talk was good. And, um, <laughs> and, and the, the start of it when you come down. Oh, okay. And a bit of your stuttering. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you're looking straight at me. Come on, finish, finish. <laughs> we're sick of it. Uh, but we're, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, thanks very much, Sarah Patrick, for coming in. No thanks, problem. Mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no dramas. Thanks very much to Jeremy Williams for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, we wouldn't be here without him. And thanks also to Overexertion Clothing, keeping us looking fresh. Um, we're the BF Tangent. Don't forget to tell your friends. Peace. Hello out there, this is the BF Tangent. And that's me playing the guitar. We got Branto, chicken loving Branto. We got Freedy, he likes chickens too. This is the BF Tangent.